Hello everyone, welcome back to the Spiritual Nomad Podcast. My name's Luke, and uh, I'm coming to you today with a cold. So if I got this nasally sort of voice going on, just don't mind it. Uh, It's just what's happening right now. So what I wanna talk to you about today uh, is about leaning into your true self, that your true self is your best self. Uh, So many times we have our true self, who we really are, We hear the voice of our true self in our head, what we really think, what we really feel, what we truly desire and want to do, but we don't actually do that. We don't actually live that out. We don't actually give that true self a platform to shine in the world. Why don't we do that? Well, I think for one big reason, fear. We are fearful that if we allow our true self to really be Uh, what is manifested in the world, we are fearful that we will either be rejected, that we will have to deal with the opinions of others that want us to be something other than what we actually are. We are fearful and insecure that we won't be uh, good enough. We are fearful that we won't be accepted. We are fearful that we won't be able to actually even, at least this is my frustration sometimes, that my true self can't really actually even be translated into the world adequately. So people won't even understand me. I'll be misunderstood if my true self really comes out. Um, And so what we do is we tend to bottle that true self down in within us and we just live with our true self in our head. And even at that, sometimes our inner voice, our minds, they lie to us about our true self and who we are. But most of that's just getting its information because of the algorithm around it based on everybody else and the culture and the opinions. And so it, you know, uh, sometimes can be a bully to our true self. But we live with our true self to some degree or another. But then whenever we present to the world our ego, our avatar that we give to everyone and everything around us, it's a sort of manufactured projected idea of who we think we need to be in any given scenario around any given person. We are masters at adapting and adopting uh, the environments and the personalities around us. And so because of that, we tend to diminish, especially in a group like church or, you know, whatever sort of political affiliation you're a part of, or, you know, it could even be something as simple, uh, you know, as your, uh, uh, you know, uh, whatever club you're a part of, uh, I'm just coming to mind as I mentioned that, you know, I do a lot of work in, in the homeless community and uh, we partner with an organization that really knows that community well. Uh, we're not going to try to be experts, we're going to partner with experts. And so I was having a meeting with this uh, leader of this organization the other day and he said, you know, we really try to approach people when they're by themselves, when they're out on the streets, because when they're in, the, in a group, they respond differently. They tend to just protect the group. They are a little bit more rude. They're more uh, arrogant. They're more even picky with things. Uh, They are aggressive uh, in the group setting. But if you can get someone alone, uh, they're more receptive and more open, and you can actually have a a really incredible spiritual encounter with them because they don't want to show their vulnerability in front of the group. Uh, and so that's human nature. At the end of the day, we're animals. We run in packs for that reason. If you watch any sort of National Geographic show, you'll see that the lion is going to go pick off the gazelle that's running along by itself, you know? I was watching a show about dolphins with my kids, and it's, you know, this dolphin was out by itself, and it's like, well, 
the narrator was saying that it needs to be careful because whenever it's apart from its mother and apart from the group, it's more vulnerable to attacks. And so it's natural for us and our human, uh, you know, animalistic body to want to do that to protect ourselves. So I, I totally understand that. But the reality is we do end up just picking up what we need for survival in the group. And so for me, coming from the Christian tradition, right, this comes in ways of regurgitating God in the same way over and over and over again, because we don't want to be heretics and ostracized and kicked out of the club. And so we just parrot everything and everyone around us, uh, thinking that somehow that is going to bring some sort of liberation. We think if we pattern ourselves to the group that that will bring freedom. And many of us know that doesn't bring freedom. That actually brings more interior internal bondage. What frees us is actually the courage and faith and audacity to live into our true, authentic, real self. To go no matter what is happening, to go against anything that is around us, to take that leap of faith to embody the true self in those moments. Now, uh, I, I say this because, uh, well, it's it's I believe it to be true, but it's not easy, right? It's easy for me to sit in the comfort of my living room apartment in my apartment and share with you to a camera and a microphone about this, but I struggle with this all the time. As a matter of fact, that's why I'm talking to you about it because I'm going into a certain situation and scenario where it would be easy for me to adapt the uh, the essence of where I'm going. I got invited to speak at a church. And so uh, I'm going to speak at this church and I'm, I'm tempted as I'm preparing my teaching, I'm tempted to uh, not press into the true spiritual realities that I am currently living in. I'm tempted to go back to the language and the ideas of the group. And there's a level of that that I think is gonna be good. You have to connect with people. You have to use language people are familiar with. You have to use metaphor and analogy that are gonna connect, right? But at the root essence, I can't lose who I really am. And so I need to orient all of that to support the trueness of the essence of what I want to communicate to people to help them move along the path toward awakening, toward spiritual freedom, toward the full living in their true self to know that who they are created in the image and likeness of the divine is wonderful, beautiful, is perfect and wants to flourish and wants to emerge in the world as a fragrant, amazing, beautiful gift to everyone around us in our own unique fashion. And we can't do that if we are constantly patterning ourselves to everyone around us. We won't be that beautiful, unique shape that we are that is able to give people, uh, you know, uh, incredible uh, paradigm shifts and insights if we are consistently just parroting and mimicking everyone else around us. That's why evangelicalism is in the problem it's in today is because we have just been simply regurgitating simple truths that are, are easily debunked. So that could be a whole nother rabbit trail. I digress. With this, your true self is your best self and your true self meaning that those uh, inner dialogues those real heart convictions, those ideas that you have, those divine downloads, those inspirations that you get are to be shared to the world. And there is something to adapting and adopting 
uh, to environments. You know, I, I'm a musician, uh, played in many different venues, and I know it's just like all the other great musicians, you play the right tunes in the right venue. You know, you don't go to some little, you know, acoustic open mic night and bring your death metal band. That's just not the proper environment for that, right? And so in the same way, you don't bring an acoustic gig, you know, to a big stadium amphitheater where you're going to have some big, you know, uh, hardcore metal, you know, tour come through, right? Like you're, you're not going to do that. So you do need to adapt and adopt, but the, the artistry, the essence, the, the flavor that you are, no matter what venue or no matter what instrument you're put behind, that is what has to be able to be evident and clear and to come out as the uniqueness that is you, because you are uniquely and created to be the expression of God as you in the world. And so to be anything other than yourself is to dishonor creator. It's to dishonor the source that gave you the life that is birthing within you all of that vision and dream and uniqueness. And so to honor that, to honor source, to honor the creator, to honor God, it is our duty and responsibility to die to the thoughts and opinions of others, to die to the fear of what they might think. Who is they anyways? and embody the full reality of your core essence of your being and share that openly, honestly, freely, transparently, vulnerably to the world. Again, like I said, it can be easy for me to share this in my living room, but it is something that I've really grown and developed. And what I've learned is just simple steps towards doing that makes a huge difference. Even, like I said, Lindsay and I talked about in a past episode, learning the art of silence. If somebody says something and you are naturally expected to nod your head in agreeance and you don't, don't nod your head in agreeance. If you are asked to affirm something, don't affirm it. If it's not a part of who you are, start with that. You don't have to be confrontational. You can just begin to plead the fifth, man. You can not have to say anything at all. And that is a step towards uh, disengaging and disassociating from the need to participate because subconsciously, whenever you do mindlessly nod your head in agreeance or say that you agree when you really don't, you're training your subconscious mind essentially to just agree with everything around you and to deny your true self and your true gut instinct and opinion. And there's something to be said for instinct and hunches that is divine within you, that is placed in you for a reason. You have that, that impulse, that instinct, that intuition for a reason and distinct purpose. And so you need to pay attention to that and you can begin to press into that by simply not just blindly agreeing with those around you. And so that might even be difficult, but after you move on a little bit further, you can begin to gently share your opinions. You don't have to be abrasive. That's my big thing. I don't want to be abrasive. I don't want to be just a shock and awe person. I want to help people awake and I want to help people grow. And so that's why, you know, I don't share everything in its full caliber to everyone around me. Because I think even like Jesus said, he said, you know, don't throw your pearls before swines. And I know that could seem very derogatory to call people pigs, but it's true. It's if people don't know the value of something, they're just going to eat it up and shit it out. And 
That's not what you want. You have nuggets and pearls of wisdom and knowledge and experience and the unique expression and creativity that is flowing and emerging and bubbling out through every part of your being. Don't give that to wrong people. Be mindful of who you give it to, but begin to give it. And when it, what happens is whenever you begin to share from your true self, from your best self, you'll begin to prune people in your life. And that's what I'm in a season of doing right now pressing more into boldness and who I really am so I can prune out all these people because a year ago I had a lot of people around me that frankly I didn't really want around me. I didn't like them as much maybe as they liked me. I didn't want their opinion as much as they wanted to give me their opinion. And I had to do a process of disassociation from some of these people and now uh, what I have to do is even more is not just simply disassociate and be silent. I have to actually speak truth that is from the deep core of my being that then will prune people from my life who really don't have a place in that. Because, sure, I want to be open for everyone, but I am not for everyone. Just like you, when you can, you're not for everyone. If when you can embody that and embrace that and, and come to that, conclusion, hey, I'm not for everyone, and that's okay. Not everybody's going to agree with me, and that's okay. I don't have to try to, you know, play to the tune of whoever I'm around, and it might be, you know, uh, like a, uh, oh, what's that chord? Uh, whatever, you know, a, 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 damn, I can't remember that chord name, but at any rate, a chord that's not in harmony, right? Uh, it, it sounds, it's like screeching. Uh, yeah, you, you're going to get that sometimes whenever you're your true self around people. And that's just to know that they're not the people that you are to be rolling with. And uh, not that you don't love them and believe that they're made in the image of God and not that you don't bless them and hope the best for their life, but they're just not the people that you roll with. They're not the people that you are in collaboration with as the true essence of your being is manifesting into the world. And that's okay. Some of these people may be very close to you, but you'll have to go through a process of honoring where they are and doing your own thing so you can honor who you are. Because you need to honor your true self. You will find the fullness and the abundance of life when you honor your true self. And many of us right now, we are not experiencing the fullness of life because we are trying to accommodate other voices around us and our subconscious has caught onto that. And now even our own self-talk has been poisoned by those around us. You have to make a decision to disassociate and to speak truth from the trueness of who you are to define who you are in the full embodiment of the divine flowing as you in the world. And that is where you're going to find freedom and wholeness and the ability to walk in real full joy and happiness in all that you are. Because you are not playing to the tune of everyone around. You've retrained your subconscious to not just regurgitate all of the voices around you and to create narratives that are against you. You've retrained and reprogrammed your brain to now be for you. How many of you right now are sitting here where your inner voice, that thing in your head, is accusing you? Why is your enemy living within you? It's a question to ask yourself. Why is the enemy seeming to be living in me? All of the things that are against me, that tell me I can't, that tell me I need to shift and adapt and adopt to this person's opinion or that person's, how did they get in here dictating my life? Well, it's because the neglection of 
your true self, the neglect of who you really are, the neglect of being the full expression and speaking and doing all of the things that are true to you. And they have shaped the algorithm of your subconscious and are accusing you even when they're not around. It's time for a shift. Your true self is your best self. And the minute that you can awaken that is the minute that you are going to be on the path toward freedom and wholeness and true liberation to be all that you are and all that you've been given to be. So grace and peace, my friends. Walk into your true self. Uh, be sure to share this with someone who is walking into that right now. If you, anybody came to mind during this uh, little chat, send it over to them. really helps a lot. And uh, we'll see you next week on the next episode. Have a wonderful week, my friends. Blessings.